0: On Anchor, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are in Psalm 10 1 through 18, and then we're going to go to Acts 18 1 through 28. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Why, O Lord, do you stand off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak, who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts of the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. His haughty and your laws are far from him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will shake me. I'll always be happy and never have trouble. His mouth is full of curses and lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. For ambush, he murders the innocent. Watching in secret for his victims. His, he lies in wait like a lion in cover. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God has forgotten. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, Lord! Lift up your hand, O oh, Lord! Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, "He won't call me on to account"? But you, O oh God, do you do see trouble and grief? You concert to take it in hand. The victim commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arms of the wicked and evil man. Call him to account for his wickedness that would not be found out. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish for, from his land. You hear, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed, in order that man who is of the earth may terrify no more. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament reading. So for your New Testament reading, we are in Acts 18, uh, 1 through 28 in Corinth. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. After these, this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome, Paul went to see them and because he was a tent maker, as they were, he stayed and worked with them every Sabbath. He reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively by, to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. But when the Jews opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am clear of my responsibility. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul let, left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titus, Justice, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue ruler, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard him believed and were baptized. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision, Don't be afraid, keep on speaking, do not be silent, for I am with you, and no one is going to attack or harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. When Gallio. Was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a unite attack on Paul and brought him into court. This man, they charged, is persuading the people to follow, to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to the Jews, "If you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you." But since it involves questions about words and names and your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of, of such things. So he had them ejected from the court. Then they all all turned on Zotherthenes, the synagogue ruler, and beat him in front of the court. But Galileo showed no concern whatever whatsoever. Priscilla, Aquila, and Apollos. Paul stayed on in the Corinth for some time. Then he left the brothers and sailed for Syria. Accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila, before he sailed, he had his hair cut off and sent and Shura because of a vow he had taken. Then they arrived at Ephesus for where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews, when they asked him to spend more time with him, them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, "I will come back if it is God's will." Then he set sail for Ephesus. When he landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church, and went and then went down to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul set out for there, from there, and traveled from place to place. Through the region of Gal- Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the all the disciples. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to to Ephesus. He was a learned man who th- thorough a thorough knowledge of the scriptures. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great favor- fervor and taught about Jesus to according- accurately. Though he knew only the baptism of John, he began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their homes and explained to him the way of God more adequately. When Apollos wanted to go to Achia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. On arriving, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for the vigorous, for he vigorously refuted the Jews in public debate, providing from the from the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear God, I just praise you. I thank you for everything you've done. I ask Lord that your will be done in our lives. I just thank you that you watch over us and keep us, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful and blessed day.